time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Cara Carper, a licensed nutritionist and co-host of today's Dishing Up Nutrition. Today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We're a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Hi, I'm Carolyn Hudson, registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist. And I would say putting an end to having frequent diarrhea is indeed life-changing. That's really what has happened with many of our clients. Many of these clients were young teenagers struggling with digestive problems. Some clients were older grandparents who stopped traveling for fear of not finding a bathroom in time. And clients who were carpenters, surveyors, or electricians who were having trouble finding a bathroom when they needed it and actually had to quit working. Mm. You know, as a nutritionist, Carol and I are both nutritionists, it's so rewarding when we can suggest an eating plan and recommend key nutrition supplements to stop what she was just talking about, really the life-interfering problem of frequent diarrhea. And that's what we do every day. Our work as nutritionists is truly life-changing for people. It really is. I know. So today, you know, we're going to discuss two different autoimmune diseases, Crohn's disease and colitis. Both of these are inflammatory bowel diseases, and diet is so important. We're Mm -hmm. also going to talk a bit about irritable bowel syndrome, or IBS for short, and that one is not an autoimmune disease. And, you know, when I say diet... I don't mean low-fat, low-calorie, weight-loss type of plan. I mean the healing diet Mm -hmm. of real food. Right. I think some people hear the word diet, and they just jump to the conclusion that it's a starvation diet. Yeah, exactly. We're just talking about, we're going to talk about a new way of eating that heals the body. I think a food plan is probably, that sounds better than diet plan. It sure does. It's not a diet. Before I became a nutritionist, I really had not even heard of Crohn's disease or colitis. I had heard of irritable bowel syndrome, but I really didn't know what all of these things were and what the symptoms were. You know, sometimes colitis, just for listeners, we should say that sometimes it's called ulcerative colitis. Those are the same condition. So both are diseases of the intestinal tract. Um, the colitis and the Crohn's, and both of those are autoimmune, whereas, Carolyn, you just mentioned irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, is not an autoimmune condition. Right, right. So let me explain Crohn's disease. This is an inflammatory bowel disease, and it causes actual inflammation of the lining of your intestinal tract. And when your intestinal lining is inflamed, you can experience gut pain, severe diarrhea, uh, fatigue, weight loss, and feeling like you have an ongoing flu, and it's just not fun. 
actually about 1.4 million Americans have inflammatory bowel disease. So if you're listening today and you have some of those symptoms and you want to ask a question, it's a great time to give us a call at the studio, 651-641-1071. As nutritionists, we understand that the type of eating plan and supplements that we would recommend really depends on you, your symptoms. It's going to depend on what medication you're on, whether you're on medication or not. Yeah how much inflammation you're struggling with, because that really can vary from person Mm -hmm. to person. And also it's going to depend on your genetics, what foods your body might be sensitive to. So clearly one plan is not going to work for every single person. It's best if it's individualized to meet specific needs. Yeah, Yeah, you really do need a nutritionist who's actually willing to sit down with you, listen to you, and work with your particular sensitive system. Mm-hmm. Um, we understand that Crohn's disease, you know, it's probably not going to go away. And our goal is not to know why you have Crohn's disease, but rather to help you eliminate those life-interfering symptoms mm-hmm. and f- get well again. And we really, when we're working with clients with Crohn's and colitis, we refer to it as having the symptoms go into remission. Right, right. You know, just like anything, any other condition or illness would go into remission. That's really what our goal is here. So we've talked a little bit about Crohn's disease. Let's share some information about ulcerative colitis. So again, colitis is an inflammatory bowel disease. Typically, the symptoms are going to include diarrhea, sometimes even bloody diarrhea, and of course, a lot of gut pain, abdominal pain is often involved. And just like the term sounds, colitis, colitis affects the colon, which is the large intestinal tract. And there are sores or ulcers that are going to be present in the lining of the colon. Right, right. And that's really that inflammation, right? Exactly. And sometimes those ulcers are bleeding and causing that bloody diarrhea. The bloody stool. Right, right, exactly. And you know, Carolyn, we just don't want to forget that the third part of the topic today, which is IBS, that's actually more common, you know, than Crohn's or colitis. Yeah, I kind of think, though, that doctors... When they can't figure out what what the problem is, they say, you must have irritable bowel syndrome. We hear that from our clients when they come to us and they check the box that says IBS. You know, they say, well, my doctor, it's it's almost kind of like, well, the doctor really didn't know what to do. <laughs> um, but we have nutritional solutions for that. Absolutely. And the symptoms of IBS or irritable bowel syndromes are very similar. You could have, you know, you could have that diarrhea. It's usually not bloody diarrhea, but you could have um, diarrhea, definitely. But you could also have constipation. Yeah, and alternating. It's not like you would just have diarrhea and not constipation. Sometimes people go back and forth. Right. And that gas and bloating and pain. Exactly. All of those are Mm -hmm. part of IBS. Yeah, exactly. So we've talked about this frequent diarrhea. Well, we've seen clients with colitis experiencing 10 to 20 times a day, and that truly is life interfering, right? 
I mean, I can't imagine. You know. And I can't either. And I'm sure people listening that haven't had that happen, it's it's really hard to imagine. But if you're in those shoes, wow, wow that affect yeah. your life. Yeah. And recently I uh, had a client with a form of colitis called microscopic colitis. So what does that mean? Microscopic colitis is, again, an inflammation of the colon that uh, a healthcare com- uh, provider can only see actually under a microsco- mm. microscope. And they're seeing what they're seeing is an increase in the number of lymphocytes, which is a type of white blood cell within the layer mm. of the cells that line the entire colon. Interesting. So that was getting pretty technical. Yeah, but I'm glad <laughs> Sorry that, about I'm, that. No, I'm glad you <laughs> described that for people, especially people that have that diagnosis of microscopic colitis. But nutritionally, let's just get back to how do we help people that have Crohn's? How do we help people that have colitis? These are both diseases of inflammation, and it can be inflammation of the entire intestinal tract, and that is actually the case with Crohn's Crohn's, disease. You know, it could happen anywhere in the intestinal tract, the small intestinal tract, the large intestinal tract, or it could be inflammation of the lining of the colon, Again, that's the large intestinal tract. So that's colitis. But in either condition, our job as nutritionists is to, we want to reduce that inflammation. We want to get people symptom-free into remission. Well, Garrett, talking about colitis, did you notice the article in the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper about the six foot four inches, 200 pound Texas Ranger relief picture, pitcher, uh, who had struggled with ulcerative colitis for the past 18 years. I did. I did actually see that. I thought how, yeah, timely, how timely for right. our show. Yeah, well, Jake uh, Ditchman actually came down with ulcerative colitis when he was 11 years old. Wow. And he has had many flare-ups, but he is very determined to continue to be a relief picture pitcher. And, you know, I think Jake said something very profound. Having inflammatory bowel disease can be really painful. It's a day-to-day disease that you have to deal with. And, you know, what? we do have to take a quick break. How about if we finish talking about him after we get back from break? You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And today we're discussing the nutritional connection to both Crohn's disease and colitis. So if you have a question about intestinal health, Crohn's disease, or colitis, give us a call in the studio. We're happy to answer your questions. The number is 651-641-1071. And again, 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Intestinal health is a very complex topic, and often people are not comfortable talking about their digestive sim- symptoms. When when we were in school, we you know we learned things like math and reading and social studies, but we never have a class about our digestion. And if you have heartburn or diarrhea, constipation, or even gas and bloating. I invite you to take our class, uh, Nutrition Solutions for Better Digestion. 
It's going to be on Tuesday night, July 11th, at our Eden Prairie office. And nutritionist uh, uh, Marcy Vasky will share her professional and personal knowledge about digestive problems and also solutions you can put into practice. This is a one-and-a-half-hour class where you get to ask questions um to the expert and the cost is only $25. You can call 651-699-3438 to sign up before all the seats are taken. And what a great class for anyone yeah. listening today that is struggling. Yeah, yeah, it really is. They're going to learn a lot of new information. Mm-hmm. But um Kara, before we went to break, you were talking about Jake uh Ditchman and his ulcerative colitis. Yeah, and I was just about to, I was starting to quote something that he said that we thought was profound when we read about it. He said, having inflammatory bowel disease can be very painful. It's a day-to-day disease that you have to deal with. So the reason that we think that's profound is because many people with an inflammatory disease have to deal with it on a day-to-day basis. So let's face it, I mean, you can't just grab a candy bar for energy. Because you know that all of the sugar, the bad fats that are in that candy bar are no doubt going to cause you to be inflamed either that day or probably for several days. So dealing with an inflammatory condition day to day means people have to focus on an anti-inflammatory diet every day, every meal, every every single thing that goes in their mouth. Yes, Really. So it's kind of like a full-time job. It's Totally worth it. We hear this all the time when people get this stuff figured out. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a huge incentive mm-hmm. to really stay away from the sh- candy bars and things like that. Yeah, but you you know, you really have to even say no to that beer and pizza on Saturday night. That's right. Um, with your friends because you're going to have symptoms the next day. In fact, I know a client that believed hmm, he was all cured, but... Unfortunately, after drinking a little bit of beer and eating pizza one night, his body told him something very, very different. He had 14 trips to the bathroom the next day, and he finally realized, uh-oh, <laughs> I guess I really Man. can't do that beer and pizza. It was totally not worth mm-hmm. all that misery. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy when he finally put two and two together and said, okay, I get it, Carolyn. (laughs) I believe you now. (laughs) Unfortunately, it took that type of a situation. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I mean, we do see that too. People think, oh, they get all of this, the bad food out of their diet and they're feeling great. And they think, oh, good. Well, now I can just sneak a little or cheat a little bit. Sneak a little bit of whatever. But he isn't it. You know, that's a testament that you can't do that. So over the past few years, many prominent athletes have been diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Another one is Kathleen Bahar. I'm not sure how you say her name or Behar. She's a member of the U.S. Olympic swim team. And then also NFL quarterback David Garrett. So these athletes have been determined to continue their passion even though the inflammatory bowel disease could potentially get in the way of their everyday life, not to mention their performance. Yes. And yeah. So how do you deal with colitis or Crohn's nutritionally? 
That's a great question. Or even IBS. Yeah. Or IBS. Yeah. Actually, everything that we're going to talk about applies to all three of those conditions. Remember, we did say earlier in the show that each person needs their own unique food and supplement plan, but we have some great general guidelines for you today. Yeah, you know, often people, um, helping people overcome the symptoms of Crohn's, IBS, or colitis requires the client to make a number of what we would call definitely proven changes to their diet and certain lifestyle habits. Because when we do these and the client um, actually commits to those changes, those symptoms start, um, you know, getting much, much less and very, very good. Uh, they get back into that well uh, feeling that I'm finally good. So we start with uh, eliminating inflammatory foods like sugar. Wait, sugar right? is inflammatory? <laughs> sugar is inflammatory. <laughs> I wish everyone knew that. That is so key. The number one inflammatory yes, food, really. Absolutely. So what do we need to give up? I think candy bars, pies, soda, cookies, cakes, M&Ms, Twizzlers, donuts. Those are things that are full of sugar, obviously. So remember, Mm -hmm. sugar can cause inflammation. And then that inflammation leads to these disease states that we're talking about. Right. So like the candy bar that we mentioned earlier, the soda. Yeah. So after eliminating sugar... We would, our, the next thing that we would recommend eliminating would be foods that contain gluten grains. Um, gluten is a protein in wheat, barley, rye, and oats. But even a little bit further than that, we would recommend getting rid of all grains at least for a few months because what happens is when you're eating, some people are really even sensitive to things like rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what would you need to quit eating to get rid of gluten and grains? Well, things like bread, bagels, muffins, pancakes, and, you know, even some of those other grains that we think are very healthy, like rice or quinoa or millet, might just be too much. So it's good. It's a good idea to get rid of that and just heal the digestive tract for a few months. And no more sugar, flour, and the diarrhea goes away. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, actually, I have a client story about that one. I have a client um, that has been diagnosed with Crohn's disease, and uh, it wasn't initially diagnosed. They um, so it took it took a while to get her diagnosis, and she was suffering a lot with that bloody diarrhea. And um, so we took away the uh, gluten grains, and um, and she would sneak one every once in a while. We, you know, what was she sneaking? She was sneaking a little bit of bread. Or, okay. Um, and, and there were times that um, there were family ga- gatherings and everything that she just, she felt she couldn't avoid, avoid it. And so, you know, she would end up then with those episodes of, the, of uh, diarrhea okay. and gas and bloating. All right. Well, oh, it's time to take it's our time break to here. Take another break. <laughs> You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Carolyn Hudson today, who's a licensed and registered dietitian. We're discussing the nutritional connection to Crohn's and colitis. 
Um, if you have intestinal or gut problems, I'd like to recommend a class that's coming up. It's called Gut Reaction, Restore Digestive Health Through Nutrition. It's going to be held at Mississippi Market on West 7th Street, not East 7th Street. It's going to, it's in St. Paul. It's Saturday, July 15th from 1 to 3 p.m. Taught by Jennifer Schmidt. She's a wonderful nutrition educator. And you can actually register directly through Mississippi Market, 651-690-0507. Or go to their website, msmarket.coopcoop. I guarantee you're going to learn a lot, and we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Uh, The weekend of July 14th through the 16th, we are actually offering our weekend weight and wellness series. You might ask, how will this 12-hour series help me? Well, here's what a client shared from our last series. She said, I believe through a greater understanding of good nutrition comes motivation and ease in making better food choices, resulting in dramatically improved health. Knowing results in doing. Exactly. I love that. Knowing results in doing. (laughs) So you can sign up today. Go to uh, weightandwellness.com and learn uh, more or just pick up the phone and call us at Mm 651-699-3438 to ask questions. Now, if you're listening to our show and you're wondering, what what does food have to do with Crohn's disease? What does food have to do with colitis? What does food have to do with IBS? As nutritionists, We believe a lot of intestinal troubles start with dairy products, and we're going to talk more about that. But dairy products would be things like milk, cheese, cottage cheese, and also products made, we had mentioned this before, right, products made from flour like bread, pasta, bagels, muffins, cookies, cakes, and pizza. So just kind of think about what you're eating, what symptoms you're having. And you need to eliminate these foods to feel better. Um, and also, just want to remind you, feel free to give us a call today at the studio, 651-641-1071, if you have any questions. Yeah, and while we were on break, we got a caller, and her question was about, can corn and corn chips cause problems? Uh, cause this inflammation, cause the diarrhea, cause the gas and bloating. And we both believe absolutely both Mm -hmm. the vegetable corn can be very irritating to some people and also the grain corn. So you really have to be very, very careful. I think you mentioned earlier, right, that we should be um, maybe thinking about all, all grains, not Grain-free. just gluten, right? That's right. Some of my clients I know have to eliminate all grains yep. for that period of six to twelve weeks. And when some of the when the symptoms start subsiding and the the gut and the intestinal tract is more healed, mm-hmm. then we can start reintroducing some of those mm-hmm. things. This is you know for mo- for many people we can get them back to some of these foods. Some foods mm-hmm. are purely inflammatory for right, some right. people. So that's why this whole individualized uh, meeting with your nutritionist is so important because mm-hmm. everybody is so different, right? Exactly. But I think, yeah, we're giving some good like general guidelines, like gluten-free, 
really for sure. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of people just do so much better with grain free, at least in the yeah. beginning. And, you know, when we were when we just were coming back from break, you were mentioning dairy. We also yes. eliminate yeah. that dairy products. So also for these Crohn's disease, colitis and IBS. So what does that mean? What do we have to give up? It's things like probably all these things that you love, pizza, ice cream, milk, yogurt, and cheese. I know those are some of my favorites, but just think of the payoff. Usually, it is a very big reduction of diarrhea episodes, and there are no more, oh my gosh, can I make it to the bathroom fears? Mm -hmm. Yes, giving up ice cream is really necessary. Necessary and definitely worth it. Really, really helpful. Yeah. You know, I would like to share a client story because actually I have a couple client stories, but I'd I'd like to share um, one client who came to me and she had, this was a couple years ago, but she had been in the hospital for an acute colitis attack. So, Mm -hmm. so basically just diarrhea, a lot of pain. Um, so she actually she called or I can't remember if she texted me and just was asking for some nutritional advice. And so uh, basically she realized that she had to change her diet. And I worked with her and we got rid of sugar was the first thing. And the second thing, gluten. Great. Yeah. And then sugar we had and, and dairy mm-hmm. as well. And then so she has to focus on protein vegetables and healthy fats right and she can do a little bit of butter she um, olive oil avocados things like that she is able to have some salads but sometimes she really needs to have cooked vegetables right she can't have too much too many raw vegetables mm-hmm. yeah, i think we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about that show, too yeah. and then we'll talk more about supplements but i will just kind of give a, a teaser here that she really needs to take good bacteria mm-hmm. in the form of bifidobacteria on a daily basis. <laughs> yes. She knows when she runs out because she starts having intestinal problems and she takes anti-inflammatory fish oil. So these are all things we'll talk about in a few minutes, yeah. but she is doing great and she doesn't have her acute colitis attacks anymore. Wow, that's wonderful. Well, guess what? We've got a caller on the line. All right. Sarah? Yeah. Are you there? I am here. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your question for us today? I have um, a close friend, it is a friend, not me, who suffers from bulimia and anorexia, and she recently sought treatment for it, and one of the biggest obstacles she's having in her recovery is she is having IBS with uh, constipation, and so it's one of the hardest parts about her recovery because the mental aspect is allowing her to eat food again, but the physical aspect is every time she eats food, she gets backed up, she gets constipation, um, and it's really hindering the recovery because her stomach's in so much pain and she's having a hard time of identifying what foods because IBS with constipation. And so it just makes her not want to eat because nothing comes out. She gets backed up. And then a lot in the retreatment, they didn't really tackle this. They just assumed it was abuse from the disease for so many years that once she just started eating food, her stomach would be fine again, but that's not being the case. And she does have a nutritionist, but I was just curious about those aspects of it and how she can tackle that when you have an eating disorder going on as well. 
Well, I don't think that the, um, you know, obviously we have to address the constipation. That is mm-hmm. a key key issue. And we would um, probably use a number of different techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already talked a little bit about that bifidobacteria, but we would definitely be um, talking to her about her food triggers and and mm-hmm. helping her to identify those food triggers, right? Mm-hmm. What yeah. else would you say? Well, Carol? I mean, we even have a sheet in our office that comes to mind on foods yes. that tend to be constipating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bread, any bread product yeah, is going to gluten, be all that gluten, pretty constipating. Okay. Also, cheese can be very constipating. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the dairy products, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe not the dairy fats, but the dairy products. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, I would avoid dairy and we're kind of back to dairy and gluten. Uh-huh. But, I'll, you know, nuts for some people can yes. even be constipating. Yeah. And apples and bananas can yes. be constipating. Yes. But um, the other trick or the other thing that we often use is a food journal. So we really rely a lot on our clients to think about what it is they ate that caused the problem. And if Mm -hmm. the constipation is constant, then, uh, you know, we really have to eliminate uh, a number of different things and then, you know, see how we can improve it. And then, of course, we do some supplements. Mm -hmm. But I think the other key here is, you know, she really needs to work with her nutritionist one-on-one. I mean, I know that our initial appointments Mm -hmm. are two hours. And so we really go in depth with our client on that first one. But we can't solve it in one visit or even two visits. So this is going to take this very individualized approach. Yeah. Is she working regularly with her nutritionist? She is. Okay. With the disease, her, she calls it her ED, you know, the eating disorder disease. It's, It's just been a struggle because mentally she wants to eat because she knows she needs to she's Mm -hmm. you know starved and she it's just the balance of what has what is damage to my body and what is food you know related what is things I eat and that sort of thing and just trying to prevent that whole you know the food needs to stay in you but it also, you know, needs to go through properly. But, right, um, and it needs to be the right nourishing food, not just any yeah. food is going to right. nourish mm-hmm. her body correctly. Yeah. So. Right, right. And healing her gut is really, really important. Yeah. That's obviously not going to happen overnight either. She's been drinking a turmeric tea, oh, okay. ginger tea for mm-hmm. stomach issues. Okay, well, that's that's good. I would definitely uh, recommend the uh, bifido. Uh, supplement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep listening. We're going to talk uh, more okay. specifically about the bifido and omega-3s. Okay. I think would both be very helpful for her constipation. Okay. So thank Sounds you so good. much for calling yeah, thank you. your friend today. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here today with Carolyn Hudson, a licensed and registered dietitian. We're discussing the nutritional connection to Crohn's disease and colitis. And we understand these are complex health problems. And with just a limited amount of time, we can touch on what an important solution would be regarding food. But we understand that you might have more in-depth questions and personal questions. So we really believe that each consultation needs to be individualized. So um, again, feel free to give us a call today, 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have you been saying to yourself, 
I should take that Nutrition for Weight Loss program. I have a few pounds to lose, but I don't want a low-calorie or low-fat diet. Oh, sure, I can lose weight on a starvation diet, but what happens? I gain it right back. I want a plan that I can live with, a plan that I can cook meals, that my family will actually eat, a plan I can stay on when I meet my friends for dinner. So stop talking to yourself and just call (laughs) us, 651-699-3438. And uh, you can ask your questions and get started the week of July 17th. Those are great series. Yeah, I love it. And not just for weight loss, for health. Yes, for health. You You learn a lot. Yeah. Okay, so... Back before break, we were talking about Crohn's, colitis, IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, um, and a lot of the food triggers. So, so far we've covered sugar, sugar, gluten, but and, also other grains mm-hmm. like corn and rice mm-hmm. and um, dairy and dairy. Those all can be very inflammatory and can be triggers. You know, I would also warn people about food chemicals. So things like MSG, which Mm -hmm. stands for monosodium glutamate, and also food dyes, a very common food dye is red dye number 40. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would, you know, strongly suggest that people start reading labels. Um, If if you're avoiding processed foods, you're not going to find this stuff. But just just to be sure, just read anything that has a label and avoid all of that. But there's even, Carolyn, there's chemicals in tap water. I know. That can lead to diarrhea. Yeah, I always tell my clients to try to do filtered water, purified water. That's really a a good start Mm -hmm. on that. But also nitrates and nitrites, those are really common chemicals, right? Yeah, Yeah, and those have been, you know, linked to cancer as well, nitrates and nitrites. And those are in a lot of processed meats, you know, think about. Hot dogs, bacon, sausages. So you got to look for nitrate-free and deli right. meat as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, it looks like we have another caller. Helen? Yes. Hi. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What's your question? Um, you had talked about dairy products to avoid, and I don't think you mentioned, and I was wondering about these, cream cheese, cream, and sour cream. Well, those are usually in the dairy fat category, right? They are. They're in the. They're. They're mostly a dairy fat. Oh, dairy uh, fat. Dairy fat. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, I, you know, I I have clients that can't do any dairy fats or any of the other, you know, cheese or yogurt or cottage cheese. Mm -hmm. But and then I have clients that can do a little bit of butter. Or a little bit of sour cream every once in a while. Um, So, again, it's that really individualized approach. Mm -hmm. We have to experiment with our clients and see what their triggers are. Do you have anything to add to that, Carol? No, I mean, it's just, you know, the client that I was talking about, I I had mentioned that she can have a little bit of butter, you know. So she's someone that can have a little bit of butter, a little bit of heavy whipping cream. Mm -hmm. But I also work with plenty of clients who have to stop eating their cream cheese and sour cream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, step one is getting rid of the ice cream and the milk and the regular cheese and cottage cheese and yogurt. And then if there are still issues... Take it a step further and, 
you know, look at cream cheese, sour cream, butter, and heavy whipping cream mm-hmm. as potential triggers mm-hmm. as well. And I have one client who can do the clarified butter called ghee. Oh, yeah. Um, but she, you know, she can't do anything else and she could only do a little bit of that. So she has probably equivalent to about a teaspoon of, uh, clarified butter every day. And she's able to deal with that. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much for your your call, call, Helen. So (laughs) what? Do you what eat? To what eat? Candy? We, we talked what a lot about eat? what to not eat. Yeah. But what to eat? What to eat? <laughs> Fish is great for most people. Chicken, turkey, and pork uh, works really well, especially if it's cooked in something like a crock pot so that the meat is well done uh, and soft in texture. Mm-hmm. So this is easier to digest for people that have this real inflammation going on in Crohn's, colitis, or IBS. Vegetables. Vegetables are wonderful to incorporate. They're anti-inflammatory. But I always tell people, you know, saute your vegetables in a little bit of olive oil or coconut oil and probably cut the vegetables into smaller bite sizes. They're just going to break down and digest a little bit easier. So vegetables sauteed in good, healthy oils. They're easier to digest You know, an interesting thing is your body can actually access nutrients more easily when the vegetables are cooked in good fat, like olive oil or coconut oil. So what if, you know, that might shock you. (laughs) What I'm saying is that sauteed vegetables are better for you than just steamed, but you really need to be sauteing them in a healthy oil or fat. We also recommend uh, eating smaller meals five to six times a day. And then we just mentioned this, that drinking filtered water is really important. And no coffee or soda. De-stress that intestinal tract for best the best results. I often recommend actually eliminating the nuts, which I think we mentioned earlier as well. And when you're symptom-free, that's when you slowly add some nut butter, like almond butter, back in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we often will recommend almond butter in lieu of peanut butter. Peanut butter can be more inflammatory. Yeah, more inflammatory for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. When you sit down with a nutritionist from Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we individualize that plan for you. Um, we also understand that you might be concerned about weight that you have lost because this is really common. Most people with colitis or Crohn's disease struggle to maintain a healthy weight. But eating small meals frequently throughout the day is really going to help to regain that muscle mass and regain strength. And both muscles and strength are, they need protein, right? Yes, absolutely. Muscles need protein to be rebuilt. So the amount of protein that we recommend is just a a small amount, probably a little bit less than palm size, three ounces Several times a day, we would say four, maybe even five times a day. That's really going to help to get rebuild that muscle mass and strength that's probably been lost Mm -hmm. from the weight loss. And when we're adding vitamin supplements, we are usually very, very careful at first because usually the intestinal tract um, that's diseased or inflamed with these uh, diseases with Crohn's, colitis, or IBS is very sensitive. And they're very sensitive to foods as well as supplements. So we need to be very careful. And uh, one of the things that we do is we replace 
the bad bacteria with good bacteria. And I usually start here even with a very, very small amount of probiotic bifidobacteria, like one eighth of a teaspoon of the bifido powder three to four times a day. And then I slowly increase that to a teaspoon of bifidobacteria three to mm-hmm. four times a day. The goal is to eliminate that um, diarrhea and not to take a supplement that's actually going to increase <laughs> right. it. We so doing it slowly yeah. is, is But smart. it's a really fine balance, you know, and you've got you've, you've to find the right balance. Mm-hmm. So we know how to help manage the intestinal tract because, the number of, because of the number of clients that we've mm. helped and we've been that's very right. successful. Another supplement that we would recommend for many people is omega-3 fish oil. Um, omega-3 is very anti-inflammatory. And research really backs that up using that for Crohn's and colitis. Okay, well, to recap, our nutritional approach is to help eliminate uh, symptoms of colitis, Crohn's, or IBS. We remove those stressful foods. And for the most part, those are all grains, all dairy products, even yogurt, and eliminate nuts. Then feed the gut with clean, simple, whole foods such as meat and vegetables and good fats. At first, cooked foods are easier to digest and then uh, they work much better than raw vegetables. So we really want to thank you for tuning in today and listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you found this show interesting, please share it with a friend or a family member. We have a great message each week, and it's how eating real food supports your health. It's a simple but powerful, life-changing message. Now, be sure to tune in next week to listen to Brenna and Kate talk about breast cancer risk and its link to sugar and alcohol. And have a great weekend. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.